Hello, my name is Paul Harvey and I am a midlife coach and you are listening to a life, passion and business shortcast. Now over the last few years I have spoken to hundreds of people and I've discovered that our story is everything because what we do, feel or experience is based on the stories that we tell ourselves. This shortcast is a bite-sized episode to explore the ingredients of a good life. We bring out the thoughts, tips and tools so you can try them on for size. So let's explore and see what is possible. Hello and welcome to A Reflection. Coming to you from the outside studio today. Well, a different outside studio, actually. I'm currently visiting, visiting my son in the city of Dundee. and I'm standing in Dudhope Park, looking out over the city. And uh, it was hard to find anywhere quiet to record this today, so I came outside and we'll just do it with the outside stuff. The conversation today is procrastination and the art of putting off today what you can do tomorrow. But why is that so prevalent in society? It is funny, isn't it? I had a, a very visceral experience of this yesterday. Um, I'm... It's a city. Parking here is expensive and difficult sometimes. And I parked the car as I'd been back on a shopping trip. And I looked at the meter and thought, yes, I'll just come out and get that sorted out. Uh, had no change, went inside, sorted something out, had a conversation, got caught up in a conversation inside the house. And when I came back outside, I had a parking ticket. And my moment of procrastination it wasn't a very serious one, of course. You know, I could have just bought a bloody ticket, but I didn't. It's uh, cost me some significant money. So there we go. Procrastination hurts when it comes back and bites us. But why do we do it? You know, I had the sense at that moment. I had the intuition at that moment. I checked the meter. I just didn't have any change. I checked the meter and thought, yeah, I should buy this now. And I didn't. I went inside and got caught up with something else, thinking myself, oh, wait, well, then take a couple of minutes and they probably won't come around anyway. But they did. But procrastination in life is more serious, isn't it? We, we spend a lot of time not making decisions about something that is probably very important. And I have to say, I have to give thanks actually what this, for this conversation this week because it came out of a, of a LinkedIn post from Russell Dalgleish who was asking a very similar question about why people in business procrastinate. He did a post this week about if not when, which was exactly about this topic and subject. And from his perspective, he said he spent years um, not making important business decisions. And Russell is an amazing character. He's, a, he's an entrepreneur, um, an investor, runs a Scottish business network and an all-around good guy. Been on the podcast a few times, actually, and um, always very supportive and helpful. But getting back to the main conversation here, he was talking about why and how he got to the stage where he was able to make decisions. And one of the things is he recognised that it was fear and he also recognised that Making the decision was often the better choice than not making one at all. And I love this conversation around why we procrastinate. I, I do. We all do it. It is a natural human tendency to put things off, particularly if we are attached to the outcome. Russell talks about this a lot, about not being attached. Make a decision without attachment. Now, let's face it. 
Non-attachment is a very interesting subject and it's, it's part of the Buddhist philosophy to live life without attachment to things. And it is bloody difficult. Of course it's difficult, particularly when the outcome affects your livelihood, your family or something. But the not making of these things often is just as powerful. One thing I discovered when I got into this, into the world of personal development, was that the choice, the choices we face are all linked to outcome. That is the problem. When we get stuck in the idea of the outcome is final or something. And of course there are. There will be some doors that close. There will be some things in life that are final when you make a choice. But we must also understand equally that not choosing is a choice. When we decide, when we decide we're not doing something, when we, when we don't decide, don't make a choice, that is just as valid a choice as choosing. And yes, it's really easy to freeze. So how do we get beyond this? How do we get to the point where we can make coherent choices in the face of difficulty and you know the world is a changing place and difficulties become and we've got to get good at making choices one thing for me i think i've used over the years is to trust is to trust to say whatever happens it will be all right and even when i am experiencing something which i don't like the look of or don't want sometimes when that door opens and the stuff i don't want appears other doors open with it and i could use the example of my wife's diagnosis of parkinson's there's not a door either of us wanted to walk through um and there's not a bright future in that in that place but for now the doors that it has opened the opportunities that she has had and the life she is living is amazing the first time I ever experienced that was back in the 80s. I was involved in personal development work in, in a group, in a project called um, The Mastery. And it was a time of, of, of real fear in the gay community. And not that I was involved in that community, I just met these people, various friends I made, who were doing the mastery. And one of them who was HIV positive. And at that time, getting that diagnosis was a death sentence. There was nowhere for him to go with that diagnosis. But he said to me at the time, and it was very, and it's always stayed with me, he said, in the five years that I learned before I was diagnosed, in the five years that I've had this diagnosis, I have lived more life than I have ever lived. There is something very focusing about that kind of, that kind of reality when you think, you know, you know that the time is short. So that's a digression, isn't it, a little bit? But the point about it is, it was an acceptance that, that life is what it is. And regardless of your view, whether you're coming back or not, you get one choice, one chance, one chance to play this game in this format. I will be Paul Harvey once. I might come back to something else, but Paul Harvey will only be here once. And this is the opportunity that I have. And so whoever you are, you have that one opportunity. So choices, how do you make them? How do you make decisions that are painful and difficult? It depends if they're either ors. Either or decisions are a bit difficult. So how many options are there? Are there qualities or, or a number of options? You know, I'm a big one for story. Could you explore the story of the different options and what that would mean? Can you find some way of finding or discovering something bigger and better out of these options? Bigger and better than now. I had some friends a few years ago, well, friends, business colleagues a few years ago, who 
were approaching a real problem with their business and they had to make the choice either either go under or have a controlled explosion and go under neither was neither was a good experience as it happens um they went under in a controlled fashion and it wasn't a good experience for them but what it did happen at the end of it was that they didn't come out with as much debt as they would have done had they not gone that way and the debt was under control and they were respected for their decisions and that's the difference isn't it when we make healthy decisions and move in a healthy process that's how we do it okay going back to how you do this with the choices you explore the choices explore the options on these things and try and see what life would be like try and imagine what life would be like and is that's key this imagination thing because you can imagine a better life and when we do that we often move towards it so how do you make decisions if you're struggling to make decisions seek help ask for someone to hold you to those decisions and get help to do it i'm currently helping a client at the moment who is looking at downsizing their life and they've got to make some very difficult decisions around things and stuff but as i keep pointing out to them if you make this decision now you know that this thing that is very precious to you will go to a good place if you don't make the decision now you have no control where it goes and whoever your executor is they will just get rid of it because that's what they need to do on the idea of making choices and how you can find a system that works for you and that is the biggest thing we each have to find a system that works for ourselves russell has found his his one is all about loving the process and not being attached to the outcome and that's a very powerful place to be deep admiration there If you want some help with this do reach out. I have a process which I call um, focus coaching that can help you with tough decisions like this. I will put the link and um, there will be more about this in the show notes and also there'll be a, a post link after this so you can actually follow up how to do that. And we have a wonderful week whatever you're looking to do and I will catch you on Wednesday. All the best. Okay, so we're all looking to move forward. We all want to find some measure of success in the world. And if you've heard the podcast, you know I have a view of success, but that's another conversation. But the point is, however you look at this, we want to get things done. You might want to get a project over the line. You might have a really big goal that you're looking to to move to move forward on. And the problem is, whenever we start these projects, whenever we do anything like this, there's always some resistance. There's always something that gets in the way. and that can be a multitude of things and um, but the key to this is how do we retain focus and stay with the project and push it over the line and that's where focus coaching can help now it's a it's a process that i discovered some 15 years ago during my coach training and it's something sometimes called focus coaching turbo coaching speed coaching and it's a really simple process where we we define what it is you're trying to achieve and we look at the resistance that you're experiencing in that achievement come up with some strategies to solve that resistance commit to setting a date and i hold your feet to the fire to make sure that you do that so there's a commitment there's an accountability process and that's it that's basically how it works you get it done 
And I can tell you, it is so powerful when you start working in this way, particularly when you work with someone who supports you in the process of doing it. And one thing to remember, you know, success is never guaranteed, but the struggle always is. And that's what this coaching is designed to do. It's designed to get you through the struggle towards the success you're looking for. So do check out the uh, link in, on this podcast or at the website lifepassionandbusiness.com. You will find a video of me again explaining this process. But if you go below the video, there's a booking link where we'll have a discussion about your project and how we could get you sorted. As always, if you have enjoyed this podcast, if you found anything here of any use, please share it with a friend because that's how people like yourself find good podcasts. If you can, give us a review. Give us a five-star review. I have to ask for five stars. Why not? I think I'm worth it. When you support a podcast in that way, you have no idea how effective it is, both in terms of supporting us on the platform, but it also makes us feel good. Yes, it makes me feel good, and I like to feel good. As always, thank you for your time and attention. I will catch you next time.